you're going to make me laugh. It's time for the Art and Science Punks, the podcast where we talk about our lives as parents, partners, artists, coaches, and amateur scientists. As punks, we love to create, to explore, to fail, to learn, and to listen to loud music, and then to share it all with you. Mm. I'm one of your punks, Kate Stensinger, and with me tonight and every night is my amazing punk partner. Hello, I am Rob Stenzinger. My part in the intro didn't change much. <laughs> I like the new intro. Thank you. Yeah. Good, good, good. I'm excited. Um, I just thought season four needed uh, a little refresh on the intro, so we'll hmm. see. Season four. I know. <sighs> Feels good. It does. So one thing I thought we could talk about tonight, actually the thing, not one thing, but the thing I thought we could talk about tonight Okay. is... Being stuck. Hmm. I know. And I know we've talked about it before on the podcast, but I feel hmm. like it's a topic that can just be explored uh, a couple of different ways. And um, as far as I know, um, I still am getting stuck. Oh. So well. we, we haven't solved this problem yet. <laughs> well, I, th- I thought once we talk about a thing, that's it. I know, right? We did it. Mm. We fixed it. Yeah. Okay, so uh, what kind of getting getting stuck or unstuck are you thinking about? Um, well, I don't want any strategies for getting stuck. Mm. I'm all full up there. <laughs> Do you need some? Uh, well, I mean, maybe it's kind of like studying self-defense where you, you study it, so ideally oh. you don't need it, right? So you, you get, you're like a, get, you can get a bit super stuck. You are so good. There you go. That was a really nice like save right there. I rationalize professionally. <laughs> so no, I want to talk about strategies that we use to get unstuck and what kind of, um, what works and what doesn't. And then I have a couple other, I feel like, um, deeper level questions that I want to throw at you um, <laughs> just to see if maybe together we can sort out maybe sometimes what's underneath the getting stuckness. Hmm. Is it saying stuck so many times in a few minutes? That's that. Uh, that might be one of mine. I don't know. No. Uh, w- okay. So like underlying. <laughs> I had a follow up for that, you but did? no, that's okay. We can move on. <laughs> so, what are some strategies that you use today? Not like that you use today, but that you use right now. Okay. <laughs> Well, it's it's good. To, oh, I mean, just improvising in a conversation, listening to my co-host. I'm I'm here. This is what I'm here for. Oh my gosh. Um, but or let's see. So, so what are some strategies that you use in your day to day work to get unstuck if you are uh, feeling stuck on a project, gotcha. or a task? Okay. So, Oof, took me a long time to get that. If question I'm getting out. stuck on a task or project, what are some things I? I that I do typically to get unstuck. Uh, one of them can be actually uh, vamping for time while I think, is, while I try to... vamping for time? Mean? It's what I was doing earlier where I was just kind of jokely not answering. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, uh, that's, a, that's a strategy. It's a strategy, you know, buying yourself time to... to f- and uh, trusting that... Um, uh, so so some, one strategy that I think it, it isn't a great one for me is to... Um, only feel urgent and then thrash about trying to do something like where, where it's like, Oh no, no, really. Um, try harder always. 
And I don't know if that's sometimes trying harder is not as uh, it, it's like pushing ahead in the expectation that the because typically I'm dealing with creative process type stuff. Sure. So like pushing ahead is um, it doesn't have to always look pushy and severe or. Let me ask a clarification. It can look like buying time and thinking. Oh, it can look like buying time and thinking. I like Mm -hmm. that. So let me ask a clarifying question. I apologize if this is really dumb. Hmm. Um, Are you talking about... Wow, this is going to sound really crazy. Are you talking about Mm -hmm. strategies you use to get unstuck or what it looks like when you're stuck? I suppose... I mean, it's it's a little bit... um, Maybe a... Maybe I was I was doing a little bit of both, not doing a good job clarifying. So like it, what it looks like to be stuck means I'm uh, feeling pressure toward a deadline and the I'm not getting the progress that would help me feel confident about that deadline, just feeling the pressure yes. and that kind of thing. That feels like stuck to me. Yeah, that super resonates with me. That mm. is almost guaranteed to make me spin my wheels Um, or um, resistance is another kind of Mm. word that really comes up for me when I think about being stuck is I'm just even resistant to sit down and start the work. Mm. Yeah. There's a, I mean, there's a book called uh, the war of art, I think by Stephen Pressfield. Not the art of war, but the war of art. Exactly. Marketing. Nice. Yeah. And, but at the same, it's, you know, legitimate um conceptual tie in there and uh yeah the the i i don't know if he coined it whatever but i know a lot of folks talk about the resistance because of that popularizing and and um it's 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 just like the urge to just not move ahead it's it's like to run from it and do something else that feels better than pushing ahead on the creative, creative task yeah yeah, that is that's very much kind of what I kind of feel when I'm air quote stuck. So hmm. I want to come back to that because you talked about um, some interesting things there, but I want to go back to the original question: is so what are strategies that you use to get unstuck? So you talked about thinking, and you know, just basically spending time going through your thought process and trying to, and I'm paraphrasing, so tell me if I get this wrong. Um, trying to basically remove that time pressure element of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or that- I think that's, yes, that's a great rephrasing because it's, I just want to not feel so um, like desperate and acting out of desperation and that kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. feeling that way, I don't feel very uh, clever, empowered, um, inspired, or or ready. Yeah. So even though I may be in the same time crunch, it's not like the time crunch vanish, vanishes, yeah, no. but I more or less just try to get myself in a place where I, I am not letting it uh, concern me. And uh, the, that's where the buying the time thing is. And it's, it's sort of coupled with a, a bit of um, trusting myself too, that I, by inserting some, a little bit of time and reducing the urgency and the stress mm-hmm. about it, and believing that I will see a step forward if I just mm. step back a little bit. Oh, I like that. I like that. And I think that's something you're really good at. I actually um, have always, 
you know, um, admired about you is your ability to kind of, no matter what, just see your way through the next step. Um, whether it's, and, and I've watched you do this. Sometimes it's a giant leap and sometimes it's just, I'm taking the next very small step, Hmm. but I'm keeping moving and I'm keeping motion going and I'm keeping forward progress happening on, you know, insert whatever project here. Um, and I feel like that's the thing that I, I think, I feel like I struggle with that more because I won't even sit down to begin. Like I'm that hmm. kind of backed up <laughs> that much resistance to that, use my okay. earlier word. Cause backed up didn't sound good. Yeah, it's like, we, do we have a new sponsor? No, we don't. Okay. No, not yet. Um, so I'm ready to talk about creative constipation is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I, I'm happy to do this for, uh, for, for a fair sponsor fee. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll see what I can do. Okay, thanks. Um, until then, um, the resistance is, is as often that, that, um, that's strong. So I just want you to quickly rattle off like three to five strategies that you use to trick yourself into because it is a trick. Mm, yeah. Um, into moving forward. Hmm. Like one that comes to mind is setting a timer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm just going to work on this for 10 minutes. I'm going to set a 10 minute timer. I'm going to work on this for 10 minutes and then I can be done. And then usually that kind of creates enough energy and motion that I will maybe spend 15 or 20 or an hour on it. But I just set my 10 minute timer and see where I can get. Sometimes after 10 minutes, that's it. I'm done. So that's one idea. What are other things like just that you use? Um, I would say uh, permission for rough drafts and just oh, that's an excellent one. Allow whatever comes out to to come out, and, and it's it doesn't matter if it's like oh, there's a jingle stuck in my head. Write it down. Fine. Get, it, it's it's motion forward. Even though it's sure it's inaccurate, it's not the necessarily the right thing, but it's a thing. And I think in my experience, if I am, am having something happen, I can, I can always shape something, but I can't shape nothing. And that's, that's a huge foothold. So the, those two tricks work pretty well for me. Mm-hmm. Like the setting a, um, setting a time as a, it's almost like a mini. Well, it's that that if you break that down, there's a few components of that that time one. So maybe that is multiple, honestly, because you're you're um, you're making a small promise to yourself where you're you're engaging in this in this contract, saying like, I am going to set aside a small amount of space. I'm willing to let this space be occupied with my uh, my my time, attention, and action with this one concern. Mm-hmm. And I will act upon that concern, and that's sort of a contract that you're you're agreeing with yourself, and the mechanism sure. to enforce it is that timer. And so that might be, in uh, a subtle way, hiding a few different mechanisms that uh, that add up to right. I think yeah, a pretty absolutely. pretty useful activity. Um, and I'm partially saying that because I can't think of another one. <laughs> uh, but I know there's more, right? Okay, so th- there's also in um, uh, facing rough draft at, at a, a large scale. Writing one thing down is fine. Writing 50 things down is better. 
Oh yeah. That's another one that you have kind of coached me through is, you know, we're going to make a list of 20 titles, Mm -hmm. you know, for this thing you're working on, you know, and we, you just keep going until you get to 20 or you get to 50. That's a really good one that can help to propel you forward. Yep. So having a having a higher volume means that uh, you're you're putting more something out, and so more something is potentially more things to shape. I would say the third, like the uh, if there is a third thing, uh, using your experience to to sort of self facilitate to um, have a, like an agreed upon sequence of stages to say that, well, I'm going to run this gauntlet and then that gauntlet and then that gauntlet. So you break the big problem into smaller problems. Sure. And especially if you found a f- sequence of those that works well for the what you're trying to create, whether it's a presentation or an article or workshop or whatever, um, or a comic. That's where like, oh, yeah, that I gained a great. huge appreciation for that kind of um, uh, s- separations of concerns type of uh, creative endeavor through uh, comics because... It's um, it is a really powerful way to make a complex and uh, final artifact through smaller steps, and that that yeah you only care like success for each step is complete enough for that step, but not for the whole. And so now you've right. made it simpler to move forward. Well, and breaking it down into steps, and that is really impactful because a you can you know have more bite sized pieces, if you will. Um, but also there's a lot of, you know, resources available that really break things down into, hmm. into chunks and into steps that you can kind of say, okay, I'm going to follow this recipe for working through. Recipe is a great word for it. Yeah. yeah. For working through these next steps and that might help to get unstuck. Mm-hmm. Um, I had um, another one that's related to that, uh, that I think sometimes I use and that is if I think about the whole problem and everything that I need to do, and if I'm really um, having a lot of resistance to getting started, uh, I'll pick a ta- like one of the tasks that I love or pick a task that's really fun or really um, is more entertaining for me in the larger chunk of tasks just to kind of, again, have that forward progress. Hmm. That's That's pretty cool. Yeah, because you're... Um, I assume you're more motivated for for that part at least, right? Well, so then I psychologically, though, do also do the opposite. Oh, save the best for last? We'll pick the cruddiest task Mm -hmm. and start with that one and then have that sensation of that feeling of, I got that done. I got that piece of junk out of the way. I... Uh, I think what you're describing is is yet it's kind of like this this overarching overarching executive function thing of of just being able to, willing to strategize about it, saying mm. like, "Hey, I'm stuck. It's fine. I can do, I can use some tools." And then you you know based on your own preferences and stuff, pick and choose among those tools. And you know and we listed a few, but yeah. of course there's more. Yeah. Well, I just want to share a couple of you know kind of. Concrete, rapid fire. Mm-hmm. Here's some things we use. I recently learned a new one. You want to learn about it? I do. Um, so, and you know, the rule of threes, where you know you hear something kind of from three different sources, you probably ought to take note, take listen. And that's what's happened to me, um, kind of with this particular um, tool. Mm-hmm. 
And that, and it's very simple. It's, it's kind of funny to me that I had to hear it three times before I was like, oh, yeah, that's really interesting. Um, and, and most simply stated, it's know your why. Hmm. And so if I've got this task, you know, on a project that I'm, I'm very resistant to or I'm very stuck on, if I step back and figure out what's, what's my why for working on that, what's my why for completing that, why am I doing this anyway? What's my motivation behind that? And can I really unpack um, how that aligns with my goals, how, who I want to be, how I want to show up in the world? Um, how does this particular project align with all of that? And if I can kind of come up with that clear statement of this is why I'm working on this, mm-hmm. it can help to, it has helped me to get unstuck and to be able to move forward and to kind of be more energized or more excited about t- taking on the, the task. And if that doesn't happen or if I can't, if I'm having a hard time with my, my why, then is this the right project for me to be working on? I think that's pretty useful. And I, you mind if I sort of add a thing to it? The, add as far away. as the why? Um, this is one of those quirky things of like we have a lot of conversations off mic. Of course, we're married, and uh, <laughs> be a little that weird. Be if, funny, yeah. No, <laughs> no, like like a social experiment. If we took, I don't know, it could only be a day because sure. I have so much to say. Truman Show. Any given people oh. wouldn't notice. You have a lot of words. I have a lot of words, which is awesome. But hold on. <laughs> um, okay, so fun fun reality show topic side the. Um, Knowing your why. Knowing your why, I came across some posting that uh, I, I'm, you know, I would give credit where credit is due. It's just like, like I'm, I'm sure a lot of us, I see a lot of things online. Oh, yeah. This one was, I it may have been even on LinkedIn. It was pointing out how we shouldn't ask why, and and it's so, oh. it was so, it's you know, darn it with the with attention getting yeah uh manipulative things but it got my attention where i read a little bit in the paragraph uh-huh. and and then i blew it off and moved on because of course i'm a giant fan of asking why but it pointed out how something positive in one light can be negative in another light what have you and it got me to be um a little more clear about like so what i think it is so great about how we tend to ask why not to be like oh let's throw a parade for how well we ask why it's because it's, po- it's positive inquiry right yeah. so you can ask why in an accusatory or negative way Uh-oh. and i think plenty of people experience that and so that's you know why i think like even when i gave a talk a couple of years ago about um collaborate like colombo <laughs> 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 Which is super Columbo relevant. Columbo was a 1970s it's, yeah. special well, investigator. Technically, there were specials made way like into the, I think, the into the 90s. Anyway, uh, RIP Peter Falk. Anyway, um, the that talk, I, th- I think it was relevant. Anyway, but someone asked in, in, the, in the Q&A section, they were like, hey, asking why you make a strong case, this sounds fun or whatever. I know that at my client that wouldn't fly. Like I, I could maybe ask why once a month, and and I I realized that um, I I had a little bit of the answer then, but then more of it came to me now. Where it's it's like it's the difference between between positive and negative inquiry. So if you're asking why to build yourself up or connect with like yeah. what's inspiring about the thing, fantastic. You're gonna be you're gonna clarify some useful stuff that is a helpful building block, not like a you know like a um, scary barrier. Yeah. Well, I hope so. 
And I think maybe because I live with you and I talk to you every day that for me, why is about the positive inquiry. It totally is. You know? I, yeah, I was not trying to clarify like, oh, hey, wait a minute. Do you make sure you No, I know that you ask that in that positive um, with that positive intent, just, you know, hoping for um, the the what people care about and their goal, your goals, your intentions and principles, you know, really useful stuff that um, that like I think, you know, for some people, why well, wouldn't help them get there? But I think if you just throw that and, you know, positive inquiry style, why? Yeah. You got nice ad. I like some, that ad. Yeah, it's a powerful tool. So I have a, another question for you, and you started to touch on this, but I kind of want to dig in a little bit deeper. Hmm. So I want you to think about a project that you can remember being very stuck on, having a lot of resistance to. Um, for any project at all. It can be recent. It can be super far back. But think about a project where you were really stuck. And can you kind of tap into or talk a little bit about what do you think the story is that you were telling yourself hmm. about that project or about yourself when you were stuck? So it's tough. This, this question for me goes, I mean, it goes straight to the, to the big one, right? The one that I feel, I, I feel at peace about now, right? Mm -hmm. But like, it's that video game Junhanu that I was working oh, on. Oh, sure. Right? Um, and so the story I was telling myself, I like, I didn't unpack and figure out like what really went wrong with that project for, you know, until, you know, after it had been done for a while right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i mean i think let's see so the story the story the story okay focusing on that part of your question at the time i was telling myself that um the way forward is somehow going to make itself more apparent by um, just continuing to add more of everyone's ideas or something like that, right? Oh. So you're, the story you were telling yourself is that to do it right, you needed to incorporate everybody's yeah. ideas. Yep. I'm kind of paraphrasing. Something like that. And yeah. it wasn't perfectly that way, and I know people yeah. could you know, point out plenty of exceptions, but like overall that was my bias, and I thought I'm a great collaborator. Watch me go. This is going to have everyone's sure. voice. This is going to be better because of it and all that. And there were um, just sort of puzzling aspects. Maybe um, the yeah, that yeah. Later on, it was kind of like there was you know far too many people of one type of role, but not other roles sure. that needed to move it forward. And but that's really interesting. Yeah, and I was unwilling to sort of learn in complete increments that were rough draft, and so kept yeah, throwing out the human. draft over and over and over and over. Yeah, that's human nature. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I feel like I learned. I learned a lot from it. But. Yeah. That's really. Um, is that where you're going with that kind yeah, of story? Well, that is not the answer I was expecting, but okay. I love it. Well, nudge me. No, I love it. Okay. I want be you, man. All right. What that's well, what, yeah, that's but... what makes this fun. Is you know, I love that because the story you were telling yourself is that you you needed to collaborate in a certain way because 
collaboration w- is, and at the time was, um, really a key component to like how you show up to use hmm. that phrase again. Hmm. Yeah. True that. That's really interesting. And in that case, it led to being stuck. I'm going to have to puzzle on that. Exactly. It's, it's a, yeah. Unpacking that project is a bigger topic. Yeah, no, but that's really cool. Um, that's really cool. And it's, um, it's interesting to think about because I'm, I'm thinking through the tools that we just kind of rattled off about, you know, starting with some tasks, breaking it down into pieces, all those kinds of things mm-hmm. and what they would have to do with that story. Oh, all of those would have helped that project uh, quite a bit because it, it would be about clarifying the shared commitments more frequently and then delivering on them in a more complete way sooner as opposed to working in the comfortable conceptual space forever, right? Sure. Because Got it. honestly, as much as a few of us were redoing the arts and redoing the game engine and redoing everything, you know, like there was the redoing of the story and redoing of the, the, I mean, concepts and mechanics and ideas that were uh, on paper, right? And it just that that paper churn kept going forever. Yeah. <clears throat> as yeah. This to is. Saying, I would love to unpack this one further, but yes, yeah. I um, I think that's really interesting, and I think the tool, you know, the tools that we talked about would really have kind of pushed that forward or maybe given that a different type of structure that might've been useful. Certainly sprinkle in a couple more things to clarify with those tools. And for sure, like that would help a lot. Um, So when I think of the stories that I'm telling myself and having thought this through before, you know, Mm -hmm. um, sitting down with you tonight, the stories that I tell my stuff, self, self when I'm stuck are really around um, imposter syndrome or oh, fear of failure. Mm. Um, those kinds of stories are what I'm telling myself that's causing me to kind of not be able to move or causing this kind of resistance to come up. And so I was thinking through that, mm. like what's underneath the resistance and that's why some of these techniques would really help to push it forward. Uh, um, <clears throat> and so is that a thing where you, you have a preference to understand what's underneath the resistance? Or, or to now. just say, well, you know, getting unstuck is fine, whether or not the, you under, understand the underlying mechanism? That's a great question. I think for me, what I've learned and what I've found is that if I don't take the time to kind of identify what's the story I'm telling myself right now about this, then any technique I employ is probably going to be a temporary fix. Mm. Is it truly going to get me unstuck? Maybe, or maybe not. But temporarily, I will take a a step forward. But I think to have more um, energy and complete... um, Oh excitement for the project where it's something I'm looking forward to having the time to sit down and work on. It's more about what's that story am I telling myself? And then what's my, why, why am I, why am I building this in the first place? Why am I writing this or drawing this or creating this in the first place? Hmm. How is this going to bring, how is this bringing me joy? How is this helping me show with how I want to show up? for my community, for my world. 
That's really interesting because what come back to the positive negative inquiry. It's, mm-hmm. I don't mean to say, oh, you know what, asking negative you know questions or whatever is isn't valuable. It is actually very valuable. It just takes a little more capacity and willingness to um, hold on to those and explore them and look at them and and sit with them that kind of thing. And because in a way, it's it's like you have two sides of you've got the full. Um, full benefit of asking why then you're asking why to me in a way in the positive way and and the negative way then mm. both um that well yeah if i can't come up with a positive why then yeah that's i mean there there you you clearly will understand a lot more about it and if you're yeah. willing to now you want to know the that. the meta of this mm, typically Super fun, great technique. I'm going to figure out what's underneath it, and I'm going to figure out my why, and I'm going to spend all my time on that and not get back to the project. It's a trap. (laughs) This entire episode is a trap. Like, we have taught you how to procrastinate like a pro. Effective procrastination. No, I mean, you just have to watch that, right? You just have to watch for that because... (laughs) Um, and this is something you and I have talked about before. I have a tendency to get stuck, and I'd rather study than do, you know? Um, if I just read one more, you know, self-help book, then I'm going to know how to, how to live my life. If I just read one more, you know, goal setting book, oh my goodness, I could read all the goal setting books. Um, it just entertains (laughs) me to no end. Yeah. I know I'm reading one right now that is like, you shouldn't set goals. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Sure. Well, it's like me asking, reading something that we're like, Hey, guess what? Asking why it's bad. (laughs) So don't ask me why I said that. <laughs> I'm going to continue to ask so you why. You, well, you're then you're welcome to. And um, yeah, so I guess we all kind of gear up in ways that we find comfortable. Yeah. But it's just something to be aware of because I do think it's very effective tools. Mm-hmm. Um, and like just about any tool in your toolbox, it can be overused or used for the wrong purpose. <sighs> yep. Good point. I like it. And, uh, you know, feel the pain of doing it wrong, too. So That's how we learn. Hopefully. It's how we learn and grow. Yes. And it's what s- punks say, man. It's what punks say. And, and, well, that's what we punks say. Other punks, who knows? They say, I think they say bollocks. Bollocks. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't met a punk in a while, so. Um, anyway, what's, uh, what, what's that? So it looks, I feel like it seems like we're... Moving on to picks, huh? I think we're moving on to picks. Fantastic. I love it. What do you think? Should I go first this time? Yeah. Okay. I have a short pick. My you pick a is a pick. short pick. All right. Do you have a short pick? How many picks do you have? How many picks would a Rob have... pick pick if a Rob could pick picks? Pick, pick picks? Um, well, I I don't know. I, I have a pick. All right, let's go. But sometimes when it. I show up, people say it's other. It's more than one pick. People, but like you. Um, okay, so my pick is this really interesting high resolution image. I think a lot of folks have seen Ooh, of the sun, this. and I have. Uh, I really appreciate pictures of of that that star in our in our system, soul. Right, yeah. it's. Uh, and and but I've never seen this, and everyone like puts a picture of this and then caramel popcorn next to it because it's a 
it's a picture of the surface of the sun and it's sort of cells of plasma, which is way more organic feeling and looking than like some kind of um, sun chariot abstract ball of fire God or something like that. Right. Where, or even just a ball of fire. I mean, like there's a lot to this ball of fire. Right. And, and that's, that's what's so stunning. It's beautiful. Yeah. And, and seeing the video of it too is also kind of nuts. Um, <clears throat> so, it does kind of look like a caramel popcorn, sort of bowl of of uh, of of kernels with with uh, caramelized sugar and all that stuff on it. But like, it's stunning. Then and like overall, all these cells in this photo are roughly the size of Texas. Why does Texas show up in this? I don't know. I mean, hi Texas, whatever. How many how many Minnesotas each are Texas? One of those. Yes, each one of those. So like it's pretty zoomed in and this telescope is able it's the the, the DKIST um Daniel K Inouye Solar Telescope um which is in Hawaii. It it gets these these um it, I guess it can see sort of an 18 mile wide at its at its highest zoom uh portion of the sun. 18 miles of the sun. That's kind of impressive to me. <laughs> Yeah, that, that this telescope can do that. So um, I don't know why these are the these went public. Whatever I suppose, people are funny and and we're willing to make something that looks like caramel popcorn go viral. And that's it. That's how I saw these. They they are they're cool pictures. That it's neat really to learn about cool. the existence of the telescope and all that. And I think there's ways to dig into more about the telescope and stuff. I'll put um, you know some supporting resource links associated to my pick in the show notes. Nice. I love it. Yeah. Very sciencey too. Thanks. I try. I mean, NASA is I know. It's it's a go-to. I mean, I always I go to my bookmarks and I go to my RSS feed, which folks, you should s- subscribe to RSS. Find a means to read RSS. I'm almost scared to ask you if you do that too yet. All the time. Whew. Okay. Thank you. Um I was proclaiming whatever. Okay. I'm digging a hole for myself, but while I'm here, I'm just going to quickly mention it's worth having an RSS reader in your Toolbox. tool set. Tool set, and then find find feeds that you like. Whatever design, news, humor, web comics, um, mm-hmm. it's great. Uh, the social feeds are fine. They have lots of power. Maybe if we all subscribe to RSS a little bit more, they'll have a little less power and you'll see some stuff in a more reliable basis that's not curated through an algorithm that decides if it's going to um, increase your time and engagement on their platform. So control your news. Nice. Subscribe to RSS feeds. Get your own RSS tool. I use uh, News Explorer. That was going to be my question. I'll put that link in the show notes. You're right. I don't have more than one pick. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I have a very short art pick for today, and it's something that I would encourage all of the art and science punks folks to try and to do. And I don't care how old you are, how young you are, um, anything about your life, I think everybody should try finger knitting. Finger knitting? Finger knitting. So we do finger knitting at home, and there's two ways you can do it. There's single finger finger knitting, which is a ton. No, you don't knit your fingers together. You take some yarn. This trick impresses our children. It does. You get the fingers going and flapping in the opposite directions. Hand 
games in general impress the children. Fair enough. Okay, so finger that's, knitting. You're saying something else. Okay. Yes. So you can get a ball of yarn and just do a single strand of finger knitting, and it's just very peaceful and relaxing. Um, and you just make it. It ends up making a really nice kind of twisted, braided looking. Um, thing. So use a thicker yarn, use a fatter yarn, something soft. Um, and while you're watching TV, just sit and do a finger, single finger, uh, finger knit. Um, and you can look that up online and again, use an RSS feed. I'm sure you'll get one. <laughs> there are, I hope there are knitter bloggers. There are. There finger are knitter, there. knitter bloggers. There are. Um, and then um, once you've tried that, I encourage everyone to try the four-finger method, um, which, again, is kind of a weaving between your fingers, leaving your thumb out of the equation, um, and then doing some knitting, and that makes a little, like, basically like a four-stitch knit. <laughs> and, again, use a nice, soft, fat, chunky yarn um, that you can pick up at the dollar store or a fabric store, Hmm. And um, it's just a really nice kind of fun and relaxing thing to do while you're sitting and listening to your favorite podcast or watching some TV. Mm. But I do encourage people to try it. I've seen this happen. It looks, it does look pretty fun. Yeah, I, it's way fun. I, I All right, I'm going to try it. Yeah, we'll do some in a little bit. Okay. Wow. Awesome. That was it. I just had the one pick. It was two activities, but one pick. I'll edit it so you endorsed RSS feed readers first. <laughs> Love. And that wraps us up for today. Thank you for listening and for being part of our Art and Science Punks community. Also, please know that there are more ways that you can connect with Robbie and I. You can find our workshops and coaching information at mycoachkate.com or robcoach.com. Dot me. Art and Science Punks can be found both on Twitter and Instagram. And I can be found on Instagram and Twitter as Kate Stenzinger. And I can be found on both as Rob Stenzinger. Nice. Rock on. Keep building, making, and sharing. Maybe not. Try it again with, without not saying it as a question. Keep building, making, and sharing. Some really bad B-roll to... Mm -hmm. to embarrass me with you're usually mm. very kind yeah it's I, I celebrate you I celebrate you Thanks. we just celebrate each other sometimes in different ways right yeah I just uh, I do an out of context uh, audio <laughs> clip I'm usually pretty good for that mm-hmm